Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. It's, I know, but it's kind of like, it's too much for me, I can't. That was the voice of Harvey Weinstein. I'd call him a pig, but it would be unfair to pigs. It's Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Harvey Weinstein. Sexual harassment, accusation of rape. And now he's uh, tossed out of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. Tossed out of his um, leadership of his firm, Miramax. And most, most importantly, and I think most satisfyingly, his wife left him. Instead of being uh, the, the predictable trophy who, as has happened so frequently, women standing by these guys uh, when they have a news conference. Now, she said, I'm out of here. Good for her. We're joined by Gloria Allred, civil rights and criminal lawyer from Los Angeles. Uh, her client uh, accuses Weinstein of sexual harassment as well. Ms. Allred, uh, I want to ask you about your client. I want to ask you a lot of questions, but most fundamentally is, did nobody know? Did nobody suspect? How could this go on for so long and nobody said anything about this man? How how does that happen? Well, thank you for inviting me once again to appear on your show, Roy. I appreciate it. Uh, By the way, I'm not a criminal lawyer. I am uh, a sexual harassment and employment lawyer. Uh, we also do civil rape, uh, civil child sexual abuse cases, and many other cases uh, on behalf of victims. Okay. Uh, in answer, so we don't represent defendants accused of crime or uh, accused of sexual harassment. Having said that, to answer your question, what took so long? Why didn't anybody say something earlier? There are many reasons for that. Uh, many, and I have many, many victims or persons who allege that they were victims contacting me now from all over the world. And uh, I, might in, I might add, including from Canada, uh, but all over the world, uh, to understand what their legal rights may be, if any. Uh, having said that, many people who allege that they were sexually harassed by Mr. Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, uh, indicate that they feared retaliation if they spoke out. In other words, that they would never work again because he was so powerful in this town, namely Hollywood and the entertainment business. 
and they were powerless compared to him. There was a power differential. Uh, so uh, they feared that either they wouldn't work again or that there would be victim-shaming, victim-blaming, or that nobody would believe them or attribute motives to them that they didn't have and that were inaccurate, um, that sometimes they had not told their family or friends and didn't wish them to know what happened. Uh, sometimes they felt ashamed and thought maybe something they had done had caused it, which, uh, you know, I try to assure persons who allege that they are victims it's not their fault. So it's complex. There's no one reason that fits all. But uh, there are, you know, many, many uh, reasons that vic- alleged victims don't speak up, and they have a right not to. They're not required to. Now, there's also uh, those who uh, reportedly entered into confidential settlements. Uh, in other words, there are reports that there were eight confidential settlements, Roy, by women who alleged that they had been sexually harassed by Mr. Weinstein. Part of that settlement would be that they could not speak about it. And that is sometimes, that is often the case where there's a settlement with a high-profile figure, where as part of the terms and conditions of the settlement, uh, they do receive, uh, you know, uh, they do receive financial outcome, which helps them with their perhaps therapy bills, medical bills, compensate them for their pain and suffering. But there is a confidential agree. There's an agreement in the settlement that uh, neither party will disclose the terms of the conditions of the settlement. Often that they can't even discuss the facts of the settlement. Uh, so. That's why you wouldn't have heard about any of that, even if, and sometimes this is the case, persons who allege that they are victims wish to be able to speak about it. They are prevented and prohibited from doing that because of the agreement that they entered into in reference to the confidential settlement. By the way, it's very common in Hollywood, and frankly, I do confidential settlements with many high-profile figures on behalf of you know, women who allege that they have been victimized by some injustice inflicted on them by the high-profile figure. We do that frequently against some of the biggest names in the world, and there's no lawsuit then that is ever filed. This is done before a lawsuit. So, again, that's a partial answer to your question, why didn't we know about it? Because if there's a settlement, there's no lawsuit filed. A lawsuit would be a public record, but you'll never, there'll never be a lawsuit filed because it was, it was settled pre-lawsuit, uh, and uh, and there was no need to file a lawsuit because the case settled. Okay, I understand that part, and um, but I also know or I suspect that somebody like Weinstein would be bragging to the boys, to his inner circle of buddies. At some point, he's going to brag, I would guess. Uh, and if there were men who would have known what was going on. They were silent, too. Well... You know, I, I don't know what the facts are. I don't know if he bragged. I don't know who to whom he said it, what he said, um, and when he said it. I don't have that information uh, at this point. So uh, I know that's a guess on your part. It might be a very good guess, and you might be right. But on the other hand, you might be wrong. So I really I don't have any information to answer no, that question. Fair enough. What are the legal options now? You're representing uh, at least one client. You have other women contacting oh. you. I'm sorry? Yes. Oh, you, uh, yeah. Louisette, uh, with whom we did the press conference right. earlier this week. Right. Um, but uh, 
I have been on the telephone uh, and still am, except with you and lots of other things that are happening in the news that we're involved with, um, with the, you know persons who allege that they were sexually harassed by Mr. Weinstein, who were seeking representation all day, and then last night, and earlier on Saturday, and then on Friday. I mean, we are, you know, working to uh, return the calls because each individual who alleges she was sexually harassed needs you know their case needs to be evaluated it all has to be done one by one because the facts may be different where it occurred when it occurred how it occurred there are statute of limitations that is arbitrary time periods set by law during which they must file a claim or be forever barred from filing a claim then there are issues of going to the police or not going to law enforcement. We know there are active inga- uh, investigations in London and New York um, and maybe in other places. Uh, so what we do is we need to uh, you know, discuss it with each individual and see what they're comfortable with doing or not doing, risks versus benefits, uh, what options they have, uh, and where it occurred, because the statute of limitations, Roy, is different. It's different in every state. It's different in, in, in many different countries, and now we're dealing with, you know, allegations of, of uh, you know, alleged sexual harassment that, that occurred in many places, different places in the world. So um, we're doing this. All calls are confidential. It doesn't go anywhere. We just talk with them, and then they see what they want to do. But I will just say, at this point, we are representing numerous women who allege they are victims of sexual harassment, because we're representing them doesn't mean they need to speak out publicly. Indeed, many of them do not wish to have their names made public, do not wish to say anything publicly, um, and that is not a requirement. Uh, you know, we're looking for justice for victims mm-hmm. or persons who can, you know, have evidence that they're victims. And by the way, a woman's word is evidence. Maybe more will be required, but it certainly is evidence and must not be ignored or discounted. Um, and uh, and so that's what we're doing. We're fielding all these confidential calls. We're you know we're agreeing to be retained by certain individuals and others. We are not going to be willing to help, but we want to listen to everyone and evaluate what we can do to assist them if we can. I'll just take a quick break here. We'll come back uh, with more with Gloria Allred in uh, just a moment on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Next half hour, we're going to speak with Steve Cody. He'll join us from Ottawa. His son, Nick, was 18 when he died from a drug overdose. And we'll talk to uh, Mr. Cody about his son and other teens who die of illicit drugs sold on street corners, and opioids come into the picture as well, illegal opioids, but there's a lot that Steve Cody once said he wants people to understand in this country, and we talk about chronic pain and opioid medications a great deal on this program, chronic pain patients who are suffering so much. So we'll talk to Mr. Cody, Glenn. He's going to join us. Gloria Allred is my guest. Uh, Fight Back and Win is her book, one of the most famous lawyers in the world. Ms. Allred, you don't have to answer this question, but I have to ask it. Are you disturbed that your daughter is handling Mr. Weinstein's case? Uh, Well, she's actually resigned. Oh, she has? 
Yes. Okay. I just I just punched it up on the on the no, uh, that online. That was last Saturday. That was last week. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't update it. I'm well. It was an interesting uh, development. It, 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 you'll see it all over the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the story that popped up was that she was re- uh, representing him. Anyway, good. So is there is there any connection? Uh, between the Weinstein case and Bill Cosby, I see the similarities, but is there uh, is there something more direct, more more connective between the, the the these these cases? Well, I mean, the fact that women have become empowered and are speaking out publicly, yeah. that they continue to refuse to suffer in silence. That they are, you know, for many of these women, uh, both in the Cosby case, persons who allege they are victims, and in the Weinstein case, uh, you know, many women just, you know, took their rage at what happened or what they say happened and, you know, pushed it down deeply inside of themselves uh, and then didn't speak about it. In some cases, they told their friends or their family members but didn't tell anybody else some cases they never told anybody at all and then finally women began to speak out and then more and more and more and more and um who knows how high the number will go in reference to accusers of mr weinstein i don't know uh but you know the old expression the genie is out of the bottle and mm-hmm. it's never going to be put back in again in reference to both of these uh, accused men and so that's what happens is women have become empowered. They're going to be silent no more. Is there any suggestion that there might have been uh, more than just Mr. Weinstein involved, that there might have been uh, you know, more than one man involved? I've heard these rumors as well. Has anybody suggested anything like that to you? Well, you mean to assist Mr. Weinstein? Yeah. Is that your question? No, what, to be part of his dirty little game. Oh, um you know, I, 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 I really can't comment on whether anyone else was involved or not, just simply because anything I would know or would be known through attorney-client privileged confidential communications, and therefore I can't disclose them, won't disclose them, so I, I would say no comment. Don't take that as, as, an, as a yes answer to your question or a no answer. I just have no comment. Okay. I would imagine, though, that there are more very powerful men who are feeling quite nervous right now. Uh, is, and well, they should. And well, they should. Because many of them have committed acts of sexual harassment. Because I wanted to mention to you, we have uh, three really distinguished women who participate on this program on Saturday afternoons. We call it Beauties and the Beast, and we talk about major issues that are developing. And they're very energetic and very direct, very forthright, unafraid to, to, uh, to, to make their points, state their opinions. And we talked about uh, Weinstein somewhat yesterday, and they all three said, now wait a minute, this happens to so many women in so many different scenarios there are so many Harvey Weinsteins out there, you wouldn't believe it. Well, I would believe it, and I'm sure you do believe it. I do believe it, nature yeah. of your coverage, your excellent coverage of, you know, some of these horrendous scandals. And, and, and let me just say, I have received many, many emails and calls this week about other A-list, well-known people in Hollywood who allegedly have also 
commit committed acts of sexual misconduct against women and i just very famous names and so we're screening those calls too but right now we're not you know not going to comment on them and but we have to evaluate them in the same way we evaluate you know what the evidence might be against mr weinstein but look this is about somebody's daughter this is about somebody's mother this is about somebody's sister yes who is trying to uh, obtain an employment opportunity with my client, Louisette Geis. You know, he asked her to pitch his her screenplay to him. And that's what she did. And she was excited to have that opportunity. It was an incredible opportunity to be able to pitch a screenplay to Harvey Weinstein. And in a million years, she never expected that he would do what she alleged that he did do. What is she saying? So, pardon me? What is she saying he did? Yeah, well, she is saying that, you know, she met him at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. And by the way, everybody can go to laurieallred.com and then click on videos and statements, and they will see the video of our press conference this week in which she made these allegations um, and also see her statement in full. But having said that, uh, she, they just said essentially hello uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, and then the next time that she saw him was at Sundance Film Festival uh, in in Utah. That's where that she alleges that uh, they were staying at the same hotel and saw each other at the Sundance Film Festival, and he then you know asked her if she would like to pitch her screenplay to him, and of course. Who wouldn't at that point uh, want to do that? So he, they then, uh, she had heard rumors uh, about him, Roy. Uh, so she asked him, according to her, to promise that he wouldn't touch her and to, and to swear that he wouldn't touch her and do that in front of a, of a camera, a security camera in, in the lobby in the hotel. He laughed and he did it. Uh, they went to the restaurant. They, um, he, she started to pitch the story the screenplay, and at, and then the restaurant was closing, and they had to leave. So then he said, uh, you know, according to her, that I'd like to uh, have you come up and continue talking about this in my office. That's when she asked him to say what she said, I think, at, in front of the screen, uh, in front of the security camera. Uh, anyway, so she went up there, and uh, then she alleges that what happened to her happened, and, you know, the allegation by her is that, uh, you know, that he uh, went to the bathroom, excused himself and went to the bathroom. And then when he came out, uh, she said at the press conference that he was buck naked Mm. and that um, essentially he wanted her to uh, watch him masturbate, Um, which, of course, that's not something that she would be interested in doing. At some point she got out of there. She was frightened. She was able to get out, and um, and that's uh, what happened to her. Okay, I have to stop here. You know how it works. You're on radio a long time. Yes. Uh, so thank you so much for the time. GloriaAllred.com. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have All the best. Day, Roy. Bye-bye. GloriaAllred on The Roy Green Show. <laughs>